So Elon Musk says no more Bitcoin for Tesla. I know he said he made uh, the decision because of the vast amount of energy used by Bitcoin. <laughs> and this is a surprise. I mean, the guy who has Dogecoin spent a week in NYC with the SNL group. And now he's worried about the mining of Bitcoin. It's no surprise. The guy's building rockets to get off the planet because of climate change. No surprise. So I know you're shocked and it's affecting the price of Bitcoin. It also affected uh, prices of other cryptocurrencies that will turn around though, because we'll get all the reports of it doesn't cost that much to mine Dogecoin. Oh, okay. Because why is that? Oh, is that because you created it? And yes, that's exactly why. <laughs> oh, and we've got news on the Tesla car crash in Houston that burned. And it was because it was driving on auto. Yeah, mm, maybe, maybe not. We'll uh, get into that in a moment. Welcome, welcome to Chewing the Fat. <laughs> All right, before we get into the Tesla crash and we have a new story about a plane crash with survivors, we have a IHOP promotion that needs to be a whole lot better. I want to get into those stories uh, here today on Chewing the Fat. But I was reading a story about how Hunter Biden's Chinese American secretary who worked with him when he partnered, uh, you know, with his... Uh, Patrick Ho, the partner who he called Spy Chief of China. <laughs> now, Ho was the name of his partner, not the young secretary, where they took care of a little bit of Hunter business, I'm pretty sure. But we know that Hunter is up to no good. I mean, from his obvious shady foreign business dealings to his lies in the media, the Bidens have been working overtime to cover up Hunter's laundry list of scandals and the media and big tech helping them to do it. That's why the filmmakers behind the Gosnell movie are making My Son Hunter. That's right. The movie about Hunter Biden so they can put an end to the Biden media cover-up. My Son Hunter is going to expose it all. The shady foreign business deals, the laptop, and more. But... They need your help to do it. Hollywood is not going to fund this film. That is for sure. It's way too controversial and exposes some of the most powerful people in the world. So these independent filmmakers are relying on you. Your gift of $10, $50, $100, or more will help stop the Biden media cover-up and make My Son Hunter. Plus... Your donation is 100% tax deductible. Go to MySonHunterMovie.com right now. MySonHunterMovie.com and make your donation. And let's help make this incredibly important film. I am so excited about this movie. I cannot wait for Phelan Macleer to finish this project. So let's help him out and let's get this project made. MySonHunterMovie.com MySonHunterMovie.com Well, well, well. I know the damage was done already. And really, the damage was really done because two people, <laughs> two people died. But the Tesla crash in Spring, Texas, where it uh, crashed and burned, and they you know, were saying that they weren't driving, it was on autopilot. Well, the NTSB has released its preliminary report about the investigation on the crash of the 2019 Tesla Model S in Spring, Texas on the 17th of April. Two noteworthy statements in the report. First, that the car owners were seated in the driver's seat with his companion in the front passenger seat, which contradicts reports at the time that the wrecked car had one person in the front passenger seat and the other in the back seat with no one behind the wheel. Second, uh, although the Model S has Tesla autopilot driver assist technology, 
and could not have been in effect at the time of the crash because it couldn't be enabled in that location. Oh, so that would seem to kind of say that uh, Elon was right when he insisted that the autopilot couldn't have been uh, in operation in the crash. He said there's no way it could have been turned on because there's no line markings. Oh, now the accident involved a 59-year-old man who was taking a 69-year-old passenger for a ride in his Model S uh, Tesla. All right, they started on a cul-de-sac, proceeded onto the two-lane concrete road in the residential neighborhood, and they described the two-lane road, and there's no lane markings. Obviously, that's what uh, that's what Elon made a point of saying. Now, the owner's home security camera, the Tesla owner's home security camera, showed that he got into the car in the driver's seat while his companion got in the front passenger seat. Oh, okay. And then they traveled uh, about 550 feet before going off the road at the curve and over the curb. It then hit a drainage culvert, a raised manhole, and finally a tree where it caught fire. And, you know, the whole thing is is sad, but the report said that the lithium-ion battery was damaged. And and is that a lithium-ion battery that Tesla uses, but he doesn't want to mine for Bitcoin? Anyway, don't worry. (laughs) That's just silly to think about that. (laughs) Yeah, you can't mine for Bitcoin because it uses up too much too much but you can make those lithium-ion batteries that anyway anyway uh the restraint control model of uh, the storage device and it stores data you know where the seat belts how fast you were going is the black box of the tesla well that was uh damaged with the fire they recovered it turned it over to the ntsb to evaluate and uh so there you have it uh just that preliminary report so it would uh it would kind of mean that it was a driver error Right. I mean, they're they're not saying that right now. Uh, They're still, you know, kind of, uh, you know, laying low on saying, yeah, it was uh, it was the guy's fault. But really, uh, it was the guy's fault. But the damage is done, man. Everybody believes that it was the Tesla was had the autopilot and people were trying to drive without Uh, even being behind the wheel and then it went crazy and went off the road and crashed and burned oh really yeah no that's not what happened at all then we have this amazing story out of colorado planes colliding in the air no one dies unbelievable and the one plane was almost cut completely in half they were you know it wasn't jet airliners but it was two small planes. They collided midair in central Colorado. And the three people involved in the incident, two pilots, one passenger, unharmed by the ordeal. They were flying over Cherry Creek State Park. And, uh, you know, they were getting to, getting to land at uh, Centennial Airport. And you know where that is. It's right there. In, uh, at, you know, not far from Cherry Creek State Park. And they and then they crashed into each other, leaving the one nearly severed in half. The pilot on board deployed a parachute to help it land. Uh, you know, and it says in the story, roughly. Well, yeah, no kidding. Uh, but safely. Okay. And it reportedly, uh, you know, left the airport. It would fly around. And the one plane left and went on a, a quick a quick jaunt and was on its way back and uh the other made its uh its landing at the airstrip with damage to the rear of the fuselage so you know even the county sheriff's department are like you know you'd expect a lot worse really really uh arapahoe county sheriff's deputy john bartman can we can we quote you on that? Because they did. <laughs> you expect a lot worse. Yeah, you know, two planes collide with each other in the air. You kind of do expect a lot worse. And he went on to say, we've had several plane crashes in uh, that area. And they'd never seen a parachute be deployed to bring the plane down safely. So, I mean, he even said, <laughs> he said, every one of these pilots needs to go buy a lottery ticket right now. I don't remember anything like this especially everybody walking away that's the amazing part of this so i no kidding man no kidding so according to air traffic control 
the one plane had been warned to veer west veer west veer west oh no and it looks like the right engine failed so i'm going to continue my landing no kidding i guess it looks as though the one pilot uh you know, after realized, ooh, hey, we got we had a collision. Uh, we're not sure what caused the accident. Uh, I know what caused the accident. Uh, one plane going toward the other plane. <laughs> I mean, really, that's a good question. How does that happen? Now, maybe you're coming out of the clouds, but really, you're not paying attention, right? I mean, you may, you may have it on the autopilot, and you're sitting back, you know, sipping a cup of coffee. You know, you got about five minutes five or ten minutes before you got to land at the airport and the next thing you know oh hey there's another plane veer left and you you know spill coffee on your lap and the next thing you know your plane is almost cut in half deploy the parachute deploy the parachute uh this is fisher air thank you for flying uh, i know there's only one uh, passenger back there but uh hang on hang on it does uh it does give one pause for wearing a seatbelt while flying because a lot of those times uh i'm just gonna go out on a limb here now i have flown on these private planes uh a few times in my life and once you fly private flying uh commercial is never the same again just so you know so don't even think about flying private because if you do you just ruin your you ruin your flying life forever but i love the fact that you know, I usually, and this is going to change. <laughs> yeah, you don't wear a seatbelt. Yeah, I'm looking at my phone. I'm looking at my tablet, which, oh my gosh, you can't do on commercial. And, you know, I'm not going to wear my seatbelt. Whatever. Put it on before takeoff. Yeah, okay. I got it. Thanks. Go fly the plane. Okay. I'm back here relaxing. <laughs> so i mean I'm, I'm lucky to have had pilots that said hey there's another plane let's not hit it i mean but bless i mean that's holy cow i mean god on your side right there right god on your side you know i i met a lady last night who is just an incredible lady her name is Virginia Proden. Uh, she lives in DFW here, and she has written a book called Saving My Assassin. I'm not doing, I'm, I'm going to end up having to talk to her because I can't stop thinking about her. She did an interview on Jackie Daly uh, show, and you can hear that uh, this weekend on the Blaze Radio Network, and the, you'll be able to hear it on the Blaze Podcast Network for the Jackie Daly show. And, you know, you can listen or not listen, but the book is Saving My Assassin. And this lady tells a story about living in Romania and how, you know, under a dictatorship. In fact, she signed the book for me, Freedom is Precious. And she talks about how uh, the man came into her office to kill her. She'd been tortured and talked about and, you know, the dictator hated her because she was fighting for, she was an attorney and fought for uh, freedom and Christianity. And they finally, it says in the book that uh, you have failed to heed the warnings you've been given. And that's when he pointed a gun and pulled the trigger back. I'm here to kill you. And she lived. He didn't kill her because she started uh, re-quoting the Bible to him. And then years later, she talks about the how this man came to her again uh, to ask her for her help in uh, in a case here in America, and he was amazed that she never said anything bad about it. It's just bad about him, the uh, would be assassin. And the uh, the book is Saving My Assassin, and it's just I have not read the book yet. I, I just got it last night. I met her. She is an incredible human being. So I'm going to read the book, and then I've got to talk to her and, and at least get her up on my YouTube page. Um, because it was just a fascinating story. And to hear her tell it, I mean, chills, chills. And so you talk about uh, buying a lottery ticket for these people on the plane. Um, you know, I mean, 
if you talk to Virginia, she will tell you that uh, God was there for those people. Anyway, anyway, I just, I don't know what made me started thinking about it. I can't stop thinking about her. And I've got to read this book in the next few days. Otherwise, it'll drive me crazy. But uh, just remember, with everything going on in the world, freedom is precious. <laughs> okay? Freedom is precious. Speaking of freedom, all right? Let's talk about IHOP for a second. I don't know. I didn't. I missed this. I'm a little ticked I missed this uh, promotion. But on the other hand, I'm more ticked at the promotion itself. So you remember the Adam Sandler story where he went in there and, you know, he made, he got, he got made, had fun with being turned away at the door and he wasn't turned away at the door. He was told there was going to be a 30 minute wait and he didn't want to wait 30 minutes. And then he posted that he left IHOP and got turned away. And, and, you know, it was, it was a a fun deal. And the, the hostess, they come back and I didn't know it was you. Well, first of all, if I'm in line at IHOP and I don't give a crap who walks into that line, I'm already in line. All right. I've had to wait here for 20 minutes. I'm waiting for my table. Uh, no, you're not jumping the line, Adam Sandler. Oh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. You get your pancakes before me. No, not going to happen. But I digress. Now, so they had a deal where they wanted him back. And she told me, you know, they the woman uh, talk, called him back on TikTok and Twitter and said, you know, uh, all you can the nice woman told me all you can eat deal didn't apply to milkshakes that's why he left and i mean he tweeted that for the record i only left ihop because the nice woman told me the all you can eat deal didn't apply to milkshakes which is funny he was just trying to be funny about it right so ihop does this deal in long island the 19 locations in long island where adam was uh, you know walked away because he didn't want to wait 30 minutes they said last monday all right today is the 13th of may 2020 all right if you're listening live so last monday because this story was dated uh last friday so this past monday which was the 10th they declared milkshake monday customers can could go to any of the restaurants the 19 locations across long island and pay six dollars and 49 cents and get all you can drink milkshakes from noon to eight what why wasn't this a national promotion now sure they said hey we're going to also donate a dollar for each milkshake sold up to fifty thousand dollars at roughly all of the 1600 locations across the u.s to comedy gives back a charity for struggling comedians that lost income because of the pandemic we take our guest suggestions very seriously in an effort to continually shake things up and satisfy see what they did there. <laughs> uh, satisfy all palates with our signature commitment to eye hospitality. Oh, that's so nice of you, Chief Marketing Officer Kieran Donahue. Yeah, I know that that you have a signature commitment to eye hospitality. So, why was this? Ju- I mean, I want this promotion nationally sure and you want to donate you know 50 cents or a quarter to comedy gives back fine or if you ask for my donation say you know today is 649 all you can drink milkshakes from noon to eight and you get it for 649 but really we're going to charge you 749 and that dollar goes that extra dollar goes to comedy gives back something like that that's fine i'm, I'm how about how about we do that i hospitality but I want an all-you-can-drink milkshake day nationally at IHOP or, or Chick-fil-A. Uh, either one. Either one. You know, Chick-fil-A, oh my gosh. They're saying there's a shortage of their, their dipping sauce. I thought they had dipping sauce on grocery store shelves everywhere. I mean, my daughter has one of their dipping sauces in our pantry as we speak. I don't know that there's a shortage. Maybe that's why there's a shortage. And, you know, I went to a, oh my gosh. I went to a barbecue place. I forgot to talk about this this past weekend. And it's, it's a barbecue. It's a barbecue joint. All right. It's a barbecue joint. Out of wings. Now, they have an all-you-can-eat wing night during the week. But this was a Saturday afternoon at a barbecue joint in, where was I? Oh, yeah. Waco, Texas. So, I'm in Waco, Texas. And we stop. Oh, I go to this barbecue joint in Waco, Texas. And... They, they don't have any chicken wings. Now, they have some chicken, and they have all their other stuff on the menu, but just not chicken wings. Wait, what? So Tyson now blames 
underperforming roosters for U.S. chicken shortage. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, underperforming roosters that aren't producing as many chicks as expected are partly to blame for the U.S. poultry shortage, according to executives at Tyson Foods. Now, I take that as there's too many ugly chickens. We need <laughs> Tyson needs to perhaps purchase some hot chickens. The roosters don't want to have anything to do with the ugly chickens. So they're like, yeah, no, I'll be over here. Now, thank you. No, really, we're here for for chicken business and to create chickens. Yeah, no, I'm good. I, you know, I'll catch you later. <laughs> I say, uh, Tyson, bring in some hot chickens. What are you doing, man? So apparently, uh, they've tried to ramp up the chicken supply because of uh, you know new roosters, and it's been. They've been using to fertilize the eggs and they're breeding new chicks. I think they're going about it wrong. I think Donnie King, president of Tyson's poultry business, needs to go at this another way. Uh, he said, we're changing out one type of male that, quite frankly, we made a bad decision on. Maybe you made a bad decision on the ugly of females, the hens. Oh, man, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I know there's breeding companies out there providing these hens and roosters, but uh, maybe the breeding company that uh, the major breeding company is this uh, uh, Cobb Vantress breeding company for chickens. Uh, quit breeding the ugly chickens is what I'm saying. Let's get some hot chickens for our roosters and let's get some damn chickens. I don't want to go into barbecue joints anymore and be told, yeah, uh, we don't have any chicken wings. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, then I guess I'll go somewhere else. Of course, I was already sitting down, so why go somewhere else? Just, you know, I'll order something else. <laughs> so I get it. I get it. You got, uh, you know, you've got, you invested in these roosters that are not ready to do extra business to create more chicken. I know that there were, you know, uh, the, uh, the demand is up. More and more places are, you know, creating chicken sandwiches all over the all over the world, uh, you know, specifically here in the U.S. They blamed uh, the winter storm in Texas. They blamed worker absenteeism. But I say we need to revisit the let's get hot chickens. And when we get when you bring in some hot chickens and maybe some of the you know new kind of roosters that are uh, ready for business. Now we're making chickens. All right, so we need to get we need to get business roosters, business ready roosters, and we need to get hotter chickens. Just an idea from chewing the fat. That's all I'm saying. You can call me, Tyson. Give me a call. Let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. I don't know if I ever told you this before, but that cold refreshing beverage is good so yesterday we talked about ellen leaving her show you know announcing that she's going to leave her show and it was you know in the works and this was always the plan uh-huh okay sure it was we believe you and i thought that uh, you know they talked a little bit about kelly clarkston uh, you know replacing her and i always thought it was going to be uh what's her face drew barrymore although you know we'll see both of those shows are you know iffy um, Kelly seems to be doing a lot better than Drew's show, but you know, you never know. Now I see a story that says Tiffany Haddish is posed to take over Ellen's daytime show. Is that how you say her last name? Haddish? Haddish? Uh, I guess she's being primed, the girl's trip star. Uh, I guess frequently filled in for Ellen. And you know what? I apologize. I do. I apologize for not paying enough attention to who was guest hosting for Ellen when she wasn't there. And actually, that's true. I should have. So she's the top of the list to get the daytime show. She's a fresh voice. Oh, okay. The, all right. Uh, if you say so, sure. And I know that Ellen, you know, she owns the rights. So, I mean, she gets to say, right? She has the final say. It's her damn show. <laughs> Uh, you know, she's been doing her kids show stuff. 
uh, Tiffany does that kid say the darndest thing. She's in the new movie with Billy Crystal. She's, you know, she's uh, part of the... Isn't she part of the Marvel Universe too? Oh no, that was that was that stupid spoof thing she did. <laughs> that was uh, that was that stupid Marvel spoof thing she did. But she's part of the Lego Movie stuff, which you know, uh, she. It's very possible that she takes over for Ellen. No question. I you know I could have been wrong. I could be wrong. You know she could be taken over. Ellen could uh, you know give the crown to her and not Kelly or Drew. So you know. I apologize, okay? I apologize. Sorry for not being on the Tiffany Haddish bandwagon. Did you see Cara Delevingne? Was that how you say her name? I can't sell these people's names anymore. The actress, Cara, D-E-L-E-V-I-N-G-N-E. Is it Cara, Cara Delevingne? Delevingne? You know her from Suicide Squad, and she's a model and actress, and she uh, posted some stuff on her Instagram which has 43.4 million followers, I might add. That's just under what Chewing the Fat, uh, Jeff Fisher Radio has on Instagram. But uh, I'm still on Instagram, so it's Jeff Fisher Radio. But it isn't quite up to <laughs> 43.4 million followers yet. But let's get there. Gosh darn it. We can, we can only hope. But she is selling off this uh, collaboration with artist Chemical X on her vagina for NFTs. And instead, the auction is today. So you still have an opportunity uh, to get the NFT video of uh, Cara, you know, the pansexual. She's launching her NFT video about her vagina. And uh, gosh darn it, she's done the whole thing uh, naked. And it, uh, you know. <laughs> She created the piece with the artist, uh, who is formerly known for creating artwork from ecstasy pills in order to empower women. I want this to remind people of how incredibly powerful they are. What a beautiful thing their, their bodies are and to take pride in that. And that's what was shared in the press release from Karen. The film's going to be on display. It's been on display for seven days. And the private, if a private sale is not agreed upon, then you get to auction, you know, bid, they're going to auction it off today with proceeds going to uh, Delavine's or Delavine's Foundation, which supports women's rights, the LGBTQ community, mental health and environmental causes, which is, which is great. But I thought you should, I should hear what a tremendous, what a tremendous and thoughtful video this is. My first word was mine. To me, that means something that is most mine. My vagina. <laughs> My first word was mine. To me, that means something that is most mine. My vagina. Oh, I am with you, Kara. And you can hear the waves crashing. And if you can't make it out, I know it's got a crappy audio. <laughs> My first word was mine. To me, that means something that is most mine. My vagina. I own it. It's mine and no one else's. I choose what I do with it and no one can take that away from me wow i don't know how many cuts it took for her to be naked on the beach i'm sure it was a difficult task for her to be naked on the beach and uh, you know i'm not opposed to <laughs> being naked on the beach but uh i mean what a beautiful i mean what a beautiful piece of film collaborated with artist chemical x um my first word was mine to me that means something that is most mine my vagina i own it it's mine and no one else's i choose what i do with it and no one can take that away from me i mean wow that's almost as good as my angelo i mean someday maybe carol end up on the back of a on an american coin because <laughs> uh the quarters now are gonna have uh 20 women 
are going to be celebrated by the United States Mint, which is going to be on the uh, ass end of a coin. I mean the tails end of a coin. The uh, Maya Angelou and astronaut uh, Dr. Sally Ride are the first two. And Maya Angelou, they're going to be out... Uh, when does that come out? I mean, I can't wait for those coins to be available. Oh, you mean I have to wait until next year? 2022? And it's only going to go through 2025 with uh, up to five of the women honored each year, resulting in the Circulating Collectible Coin Redesign Act of 2020. <laughs> They're going to issue... Uh, Circulating and uh, numismatic quarter-dollar coins with reverse tails designs. I wonder how far, how long before we get to complaints. How dare they? How dare they? They just put the women on the ass end of a coin. Uh, anyway, we have to wait until 2022 for Maya Angelou. So maybe, you know, Cara, maybe the next round after 2025, we can get the naked shot of Cara on the beach talking about her vagina maybe that could just be the underlying print underneath the back of her on the quarter my first word was mine (laughs) to me that means something that is most mine my vagina i mean genius genius all right speaking of that uh scientists have solved the mystery of when the giant penis man was erected uh you know the famous hillside cern abbas giant in the united kingdom which, by the way, uh, agonizing that they've given him uh, this chalk medical mask now. Agonizing. But uh, archaeologists have proved that the X-rated graffiti transcends time. After tracing the origins of the infamous Cern Abbas giant of, uh, you know, the naked man in the UK, all the way back to the 10th century. <laughs> This makes this pornographic depiction around 700 years older than was previously thought. Oh my gosh. Now, Mike Allen, a geoarchaeologist at Allen Environmental Archaeology in Codford, UK, had nothing better to do, so he studied this. And he led a year-long study of the sexplicit hillside carving that depicts a man holding a club while sporting a massive, you know, thing. And I guess massive is relative because it just looks like a, an erect thing. Anyway, um, it's uh, named the Cern Abbas in the town of England that uh, it overlooks. And the lewd work was created by carving trenches into a hill and filling them with white chalk like a medieval police outline. And there were theories on where it came from and whose earliest known reference comes from the records uh, in a, a town church in 1694. And it was not mentioned in a 1617 survey of the area by John Norton. Okay. Now many archaeologists deduced that the sophomoric drawing was erected sometime in the 1600s. However, other researchers believe that the exhibitionist figure could date back to antiquity well 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 many archaeologists and historians thought he was prehistoric or post medieval but not medieval well to determine the actual date Allen and his team exacted soil samples from both the giant chalk outline and the area immediately around it then used a technique called optically stimulated luminous hello I mean who do I could have told them to use that technique a long time ago. <laughs> Who doesn't? I mean, I tried to tell them to use optically stimulated luminous uh, years ago, but when they listen, no. Now all of a sudden it's his idea. Well, when the grains were last exposed to sunlight, okay, they found the oldest chalk dated back to the Saxon period between AD 650 and 1310, indicated the Hervey's work uh, creation likely occurred somewhere in the middle around AD 980. (laughs) They believe that it was a response to a monastery which was constructed in the 10th century. So it was like uh, they're trying to say that it was the equivalent of bathroom graffiti. (laughs) 
Now, it's been updated several times throughout history, most recently in the spring of 2020, when, uh, you know, the Vandals painted the mask over the face, which, of course, you mean, how can you have a, a giant, centuries-old, chalk-lined, naked man with a giant erect thing and not have a mask on him in 2020? That would just, uh, we just can't have that. We can't have that. Now, the Cernobos giant isn't the only ancient artifact in need of censoring, right? Archaeologists found a giant stone thing at an ancient sacrifice site in Sweden. Remember that when they find that? And then they stumbled upon a veritable pornocopia of 93 things concealed in the UK's uh, tapestry, this uh, Bayou tapestry in 2018. So things and girl things have been with us since there were males and females <gasps> the horror be sure to follow me on social media twitter uh, at jeffy jfr facebook instagram and whatever is going on with parlor is jeff fisher radio you uh, can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You probably are a subscriber to Chewing the Fat podcast if you're listening to this now. If you're not, subscribe on the platform you're sneaking a listen on or whatever platform warms the little cockles of your heart, okay? I got an email to chewingthefat at theblaze.com that you can use uh, anytime you uh, feel the urge. Asking, uh, they were saying, I'll just read you the email. Huge fan. Literally almost 260 pounds worth of fandom here. 260 pounds. <laughs> Please. I can do 260 on one arm. I am also a Blaze TV subscriber, but I don't see you on the app. Am I just somehow missing you, or is it somewhere else? Keep up the awesome show. Well, thank you, Jeremy. I appreciate it very much for the kind words. I am not on the Blaze TV app. Thank you for subscribing. You can get a discount to Blaze TV. If you go to blazetv.com slash Jeffy, J-E-F-F-Y, and it will sh- you can scroll down and see what kind of deals we have going now for Blaze TV. And I appreciate the subscriptions to Blaze TV. That helps keep this podcast free. But I am just a podcast. I'm just a podcast. And so you can get me at uh, theblaze.com slash podcasts. And I mean, the actual link, and let's get really confusing, shall we? If you scroll down on that page and click on Chewing the Fat, it comes up as theblaze.com slash podcast slash chewing dash the dash fat dash with dash Jeff dash Fisher. So it's just that easy. Uh, The easiest thing to do is go to whatever platform you want to listen to this podcast on and type in Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Duh. It's right there. Okay. There you go. Or you could just go to, you know, theblaze.com slash podcast, scroll down and click on chewing the fat and then along the top it gives you the links to some of the top platforms that are available to subscribe to chewing the fat on really simple uh and but blaze tv.com i am not on i know it sounds confusing and weird it kind of is i am on blaze tv though when i uh, fill in for steve dace when i'm on the glenn beck program when i'm on pat gray uh, show when I fill in for Pat, when I fill in and, and for that other guy that's on Pat's show, whatever his name is, Keith, I think. I, if I remember right, his name is Keith. And I'm a, a part of the show a couple days a week. There's a Chewing the Fat segment on Wednesdays you can watch and listen to. So, you know, I'm part of the Blaze family, just not specifically on the Blaze TV app. All that for one little email. I know. Incredible. Did you see where they say now that Colonial paid the hackers that is incredible now i found out yesterday that they were we i asked the question what the ransom was because i hadn't seen what the ransom was other you know we talked about them hacking some information but they talked about it being the double whammy with information and ransom money and they never said what it was well apparently it was five million dollars in bitcoin or five million bucks either way and i thought well you know if you're gonna shut down an entire pipeline and cause what happened 
that's worth five million not to have happen okay (laughs) i'm just saying that's the cost of doing business and then maybe you figure out a way not to let the hackers in but they shut down the pipeline so anyway they paid the ransom come to file they said that they weren't going to pay the ransom originally they had no intention of paying the ransom that's why they shut the pipeline down because they weren't going to pay it so they paid the ransom in uh untraceable cryptocurrency i like how they say that that makes it look sound really bad you know that's really evil damn bitcoin untraceable yeah okay we got it so a third person familiar with the situation said the u.s government was aware that colonial made the payment once they received the payment the hackers provided what they said they were going to provide a decrypting tool to restore the disabled computer network the tool was uh, so slow that the company continued using its own backups that helped restore the system and once uh, and they made a big deal because they're opening the pipeline up it's open today they made a big deal of it's gonna we're opening up we're going on a representative from colonial declined to comment as did a spokesman for the national security council but it began to resume fuel shipments uh, late yesterday afternoon so apparently according to the fbi you know that it is the dark side the uh, hacker group that uh, did this and they are believed to be located in russia or eastern europe oh okay no problem now they said i just love the fact that they ended up paying if they weren't going to pay it and they why why then why then pay it uh maybe because they were concerned that they could open the pipeline but that information they would never get back and they want that information back it would be interesting to see what the information was that the old dark side took out of colonial wouldn't it That'd just be interesting that's all i'm saying just be interesting but the good news is since the pipeline is opening back up and you've only got to be out of gas along the east coast for a couple more days <laughs> don't worry about it shut up okay quit your whining it's not like it's not like this administration just shut off a pipelines <laughs> oh that's right they did that on the first day uh, they shut down a, a pipeline and now you've got Michigan fighting with Canada to shut off a pipeline. So don't worry about it. Quit your whining. They already said that the truckers could carry more fuel than they're legally allowed during this time to get fuel to you. So quit your whining. I mean, maybe they decided to pay it after they, you know, that was announced that the government said, hey, it's a private company. Maybe they went to the government and said they, you know, we need your help right um and you know we know that we you know we have the we never negotiate with terrorists i mean that was proven true in the documentary air force one years ago but after the president this administration said yeah that's a private company you know good luck god bless maybe they decided you know maybe we ought to just pay and that's what they did so anyway you know good it's good that the pipeline is back open it is a problem that these hackers exist but if you're uh you know they busy making a little cash and they came through i know you know the fbi says don't negotiate with terrorists and there's no you know they there's no guarantee that they could follow through on it well no but they have in the past if you pay and that's what they say hey pay and then play it's okay we're not gonna let you play unless you pay and they go ahead and let you play after you pay you can quote me on that i can't wait till fat pile friday tomorrow we have so much we have so much stuff to talk about every day it's incredible and i still have a ton of fat to get to today and i'm just not gonna get to it there's just no time i mean unless we do a you know an eight hour podcast which you know could be done actually but uh let's we just go we'll do a couple stories here and get get today over with um so you can get on with your get on with your life uh and i thank you for listening to chewing the fat uh, every day i really thank you very very much and i know there's so much political news out there and we cover it on so many other shows i try my darndest to stay away from the politics as much as i can it's very difficult 
because so much of our life is intertwined with it these days. But I try to, you know, I try to be as non-political as possible. I know, I know, it's very difficult. But I want you to just have fun and smile and, and know that this other stuff is going on. You know, when did we become, we talked about other workplaces where people are pissed that the bosses hire people and then they they sign a petition that say, hey, uh, we demand an investigation into how his public, his stuff that he did in the past, uh, where he was able to get a job here. Uh, how about you just keep doing your job? How about that? You were hired to do a job. A group of Apple employees are now circulating a, a petition demanding an investigation into the hiring of this Antonio Garcia Martinez, who was brought on to join the company's product engineering team for ad platforms over views deemed misogynistic and overtly racist. Guess what? A group of Apple employees, if you weren't a part of the hiring process, if that's not your job, zip it. Okay, go back to your little cubbyhole. But no, not in today's world. Not in today's world. You know what? Apple deserves it, really. I shouldn't, you know, with some of their other issues around, uh, you know, the Apple icon, uh, maybe this is what they get. All right. And I don't know, but you know, who knows? Antonio Garcia Martinez might be a bad guy. I don't know. I don't know. But they're calling into question the hiring panels, background checks, and the process to ensure our existing culture of inclusion is strong enough to withstand individuals who don't share our inclusive values. I don't know. Is it? Are you able to work with somebody that doesn't think in lockstep with you, Apple employees? I don't know. I just... <sighs> we got to be careful. We talked about, we've talked about before how your past stuff on social media could come back to haunt you. And you see where that Caleb Kennedy from American Idol, and I know I haven't been a big uh, watcher of American Idol as of late, but it's still a, you know an ongoing show. And this particular... American uh, Idol contestant Caleb Kennedy is leaving the show. Why? Controversial posts when he was 12 years old. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, I, right? Okay. So he's leaving American Idol and returning to Spartanburg uh, after the social media post surfaced. And it's, a uh, you know, kid's 12 years old. It's on Snapchat. It's a post seated beside someone wearing what appears to be a Ku Klux Klan hood. And Kennedy's family said the video was recorded when he was 12 years old. Hey, y'all, this is going to be a bit of a surprise, but I am no longer going to be on American Idol. There was a video that surfaced on the internet and displayed actions that were not meant to be taken in that way. I was younger and I did not think about the actions, but that's not an excuse. Yes, it is. I want to say sorry to all my fans and everyone who I have let down. Why did you let them down? How did you let them down? Because you took a picture when you were 12 years old, which I don't know how old you are now, but I'm guessing it's, uh, you know, at least... You're at least 18, 18, so, you know, at least six years ago. Uh, and you could say, hey, sorry, it wasn't meant to be taken that way. I'll take it down. Have a nice day. Uh, but I want to say sorry and uh, to everyone that I've let down. I'll be taking a little time off social media to better myself. But saying that, I know this has hurt and disappointed a lot of people and made people lose respect for me. I am so sorry. I pray that I can one day regain your trust in who I am and have your respect. Thank you for supporting me. Now, he announced this on his Instagram page. He didn't announce it on the Snapchat <laughs> where the picture was originally taken. Uh, wow. And they won't even show the picture. This, this one newspaper says due to his age at the time, uh, we're not going to like to the video. <laughs> uh, 
and they've they've added stuff they've changed it around but the original version of the video had no words or music in the video it's just a snapchat picture uh, just incredible man wow just incredible and look do i care about caleb and his and his american idol rise to greatness not much i mean I, good luck god bless i wish him the best but he's gonna leave american idol that means he's not even a, a you know he's wants to become a star an aspiring star and yet no 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 can't have that i mean chrissy Teigen is back at it again too right courtney stodden is accusing her of a fake apology over old tweets and I do love that Chrissy's getting the heat for this, though. I thought she was, she left Twitter. Then she decided, you know, I just, I'll come back because, you know what, I'll, I'll come back for my fans. I'll, I'll come back. And now, uh, Courtney Stoughton, uh, her wokeness is a broken record. Ouch. Ouch. I know. I know. Uh, Chrissy has made a public apology, though, uh, saying, you know, sorry. Uh, she's, but, uh, Courtney said, yeah, it feels more like a public attempt to save her partnerships with Target and other brands. <laughs> All right. All right. Nice. So we'll see how Chrissy takes that. I'm sure she'll be fine. But Caleb Kennedy can't stay on American Idol. But Chrissy, Chrissy can be fine with beating up Courtney. Yeah, no problem. Block her on Twitter. And according to... Stodden, or is it Stoughton? I don't know anybody's name anymore. Um, she would, uh, she claims in the story she wouldn't public just she wouldn't just publicly tweet about wanting me to take a dirt nap, but would privately DM me and tell me to kill myself. Things like I can't wait for you to die. <laughs> well, Chrissy, I mean, let's let hear her out. Chrissy says not a lot of people are lucky enough to be held accountable for all their past BS in front of the entire world. I'm mortified and sad at who I used to be. I was insecure, attention-seeking troll. I am ashamed and completely embarrassed at my behavior. Okay. All right. That's sure. Sure. Whatever you say, Chrissy whatever you say.